Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tom Ray's Art Podcast. I'm Tom. On today's show, I meet someone uh, who is a tattoo artist. We actually started having a conversation over my email list. Um, we were talking about websites. Uh, the person has a website and I was kind of, I just kind of put a message out there. You know, I wonder if anybody has any questions. So I asked one and I was just like, are there any technical problems that you have or things that you want to know about? I'm, you know, just curious, like anything. And uh, this person responded and said, really, they're just wondering if they're doing their website right or uh, SEO, all that kind of stuff. Like, and I went and checked out the site and said, well, why don't we come on the podcast and talk about it? And uh, as I was as I was looking the person up, we have a lot of similarities, uh, except the tattoo artist thing. I, I'm afraid to get tattoos, and I also am totally afraid of drawing tattoos because they're so permanent. Anyway, aside from that, the person is also a musician. Uh, you know, they uh, just a lot of similar comic book art and things like that. We it's I just kept finding out more and more and more as the person spoke. We talk about the struggles of wanting to be an artist and then really feeling like, why are we doing this? There's a lot of twists and turns. There's a lot of, uh, it's, it's a great conversation and it was really fun meeting the person. So here's the interview starting right now. I'm Christian Brunel. I am an artist from Illinois. Um, I make a living as a tattoo artist. Uh, as an artist, I uh, currently make large-scale digital collages and music. Yeah, it, and I was checking out some of the uh, artwork that you do and tattoo art, and um, I'm very curious about, first of all, the artwork that you make. It's very, I, I want to say Geiger-esque. Awesome, uh, thank you. It's very, it's, it's sci-fi, but yet horror-like, maybe? Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so um, tell me about the artwork. For several reasons, I've chosen to to work strictly digital now. But Geiger is a big influence of mine from the beginning. Okay. Uh, in a sort of, uh, I've tried to work uh, a little bit darker. Um, almost, uh, no matter how I try to get out of it, there's always a sort of erotic element to it as well. Um, but yeah, he uh, he was a very large. Um, large influence on me i remember as a kid like literally driving i lived in the burbs of chicago um so i would drive to chicago just because there was one store i knew i could go to and look at his look at geiger books where um, what store would that be um i can't remember the name of it i want to say it was like rocket 69 or some shit like that okay it was sort of in that belmont clark area um it was a i don't i doubt it's there any longer man um but yeah, I'd hit the alley and different places around there. Um, maybe it was, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of a different store, but have you, there's a store there now that I keep, that I'm thinking you're thinking of, but it's more, it's there now it's, it's in Chicago. It's some store. It's like, oh, I want to say, I, I want to say it's called buckets of blood, but that's not right. Well, uh, that's a, uh, it's a record store, right? I think uh, so. It's a record and bookstore. Uh, yeah, it's a very, uh, I know the shop you're talking about. Okay. When I, when I, I was doing stand up. Uh, I did a I did a show there. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait! Stand up. Yeah. <laughs> when did you do stand up? Um, I did stand up maybe uh, depending on when uh, when we decide the cutoff was like maybe five to eight years um, before I started tattooing. Uh, once I started tattooing, I uh, uh, I just didn't really have the time or the money. Um, okay. Mainly because I would have to drive to Chicago. I know a lot of people would be like, "You don't need money to do comedy," but uh, right. I needed money to be able to drive there. Uh, and tattooing is generally something. Uh, uh, when I had a nine to five job, that was easy. I'd get off. I could go to different open mics in the evening. Whereas tattooing, I was working late at night. When I started doing my apprenticeship, I, I wasn't making any money, and I was definitely working, you know, into the late night all the time. Um, and that was, it was kind of something I. I knew I had to devote my life to <clears throat> and when it comes to comedy um, at least the time, at least what I was doing or what I felt I was doing required at least, at least four nights a week that I would be on stage working stuff out. Cause I'm not real. wasn't really a writer type person. It was more. Okay. Things out on stage, so to speak. Um, really? So, so you're yeah. doing like, uh, I, I want to say like, like what Mark Marin does where you're kind of just talking about something, but then finding the humor in it. Yeah. Yeah. Marin. And it's crazy that you go there um, <laughs> and Marin. Cause yeah, when I started, Marin was just starting his uh, WTF podcast. And, okay. and I 
he was a huge influence on me um, at that time. Um, yeah, there was a lot of things that people said on the podcast that, you know, helped me and made me feel a lot better about what I was doing. Okay. Um, I liked the way he described that, that just that phrase, you know, working things out on stage was right. something and I'd be like, I think yeah, that's why I went there because that's what it sounded like. I think I've heard him say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of longer form stuff that, that was almost storytelling like, um, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was a good time. And, and that was one of the, the, that was like probably my first show was at buckets of blood. Not first show that I did, but it was the first show I decided to like produce. Um, I, I, found that shop and i was like this would be a great little place to try and have a like a little storytelling show yeah uh, and the guy was very receptive to it and uh um we had a great few shows there okay this is so fascinating so so i'm talking to you about art it turns out you do stand up or you did stand up it's <laughs> so when when did you start uh when did you start as an artist when did you start drawing was it in <laughs> high school was it before that my mom um, was one had wanted to be an artist. My uncle is an artist. Um, he was uh, uh, very active in the '60s in the uh, like Mexican civil rights, uh, Mexican mural movement throughout the '60s or late '60s, I should say. Um, and uh, my mom had wanted to to be an artist, but at that time, that really wasn't what women did. So uh, she was uh, when I was born. She she pretty quickly put clay and crayons and paints and stuff in my hand. And, um, does just, that mean you've done sculpture as well? Am I just finding out like you've done everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have done. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, not to brag, but yeah, I, right. some, I put my hands to it. Yeah. Okay. It's so, and how did you find your style? Uh, when it, it, I mean, that's, that's a hard question. I know it is like, it, it's hard to go what influenced you, but the thing is, is, I guess I mean it in the way I know I started out wanting to do cartoons. Then as I grew up, I was like, oh, I'm going to do more realistic and meaningful stuff. But the problem is, is everything I drew looked like a cartoon or it looked like me trying to do a realistic cartoon of myself. Like even if it was a woman, I would draw a woman and it would be like, well, that just looks like me as a cartoon person. I don't know. But so then eventually I just embraced like, okay, this is the way I draw. Like, it, was that sort of a same roller coaster ride of finding your style or... Yeah. Probably almost almost the same. I yeah. was a comic book kid. Okay. Um, I grew up w with Star Wars and all that stuff. I loved Spider Man. I loved comic books. Um, uh, you know, at some point, I got the, how to draw comics the Marvel way. Oh yeah, still um, got an issue of that. And uh, and and yeah, so um, I wanted to make comic books, and then as I got a little bit older, I got you know I got into metal and punk. Mm -hmm. Um, that influenced me. And so I wanted to do skulls and, um, uh, you know, uh, evil looking stuff. And uh, eventually I, uh, you know, I got into, I was a fan of horror movies. So I wanted to do stuff, horror movie. And it just ticked all the boxes. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just kept going. Yeah. Eventually you, you find, you can't be a fan of horror movies and, and movies like alien alien was a huge influence on me. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I had to find out who made that. And that was Geiger. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how I, I, can't, I sometimes I wonder if I've even found my style yet. But That's a good point. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I, I, I do what I can and, and, and try to, uh, I have this, I don't know if it's something anybody else has said before, but I've had, they have like a quote where I say like the best parts of me aren't me. Um, hmm. Because to free, I think we all feel like something else is driving us. Um, and, and I'm just sort of that in between part that's actually making it physical from wherever else it's coming. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of work with what I got and, um, let it flow if that makes any sense. Yeah. And here's the transition that's hard for me to understand just because I look at my work and even when I'm done with her, you know, I've. I'll just draw something and then stop because it's like, otherwise I'm going to work on it forever. And I'll mm -hmm. still look at it going, I could have done that better. Yeah. Now with tattoo art, <laughs> that's not really an option. I I've talked to a few tattoo artists and that's really, I mean, I just always get stuck on that. It's just the fact that what you're doing is like, well, that has to, 
why would you decide to do something so permanent that when it walks away, you can't touch it again? You know, it's out there in the world. I don't know. It's, it's a weird play. My mind just can't accept that. I just feel like I would make too many people angry <laughs> with what I draw. So why, why did you decide to do tattoo art? Um, I hate to sound trite, but it's, uh, to a degree, I realized I had to monetize my talent in some way. Um, I, yeah. I, I was influenced by tattoo art and like lowbrow art to begin with. Oh, uh, when I, uh, yeah. Artists like Robert Williams, Joe Coleman, JK Potter. Okay. Um, R crumb. Um, those type of artists influenced me. And, um, that's weird. I wouldn't, I wouldn't associate that with tattoo art, but okay. G- carry on. Yeah. Yes. Uh, at least for me. Okay. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to be able to tattoo. I liked that art. Um, I knew I had to be able to make money as an artist. Um, somehow, um, I came to it a bit late because I, I ended up going to art school. Um, and I drank that Kool-Aid. Um, I know when I went in there and, and originally showed them like Geiger and Robert Williams yeah. and, and people that I was looking at, I, I literally, and I showed them like drawings I had from high school uh, of stuff that was uh, nowhere near any kind of Geiger, but it was very fanciful. Um, I remember one of my artist teachers telling me at the time, which is weird because I still totally respect the guy, but um, he took a look at Geiger. I think I had a high times book that had some Geiger in it. Okay. Uh, and he was like, this guy, he'll never be a real artist. You know, he, he right. this, this isn't fine art. Um, and it, and eventually I think I, I let that sort of overtake me. Um, and I wanted to be a fine artist. Um, but uh, I just. Uh, I, well, and I, never, that, that's I what mean, I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I like the way that the, not only the industry, the world has grown where what you're describing, you're saying this and I'm like, there's entirely a community out there and actually it's thriving pretty hard and has a fan base. But I'm assuming when you're talking about this, there was not that fan base. There was not the internet. It was probably before even MySpace. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. At that time, um, books like um, Juxtapose and Art Alternative um, were just starting. Mm -hmm. They're promoting were coming out so yeah there was sort of an underground base of people who were who were who admired and looked up to robert williams and r crumb and yeah and and joe Coleman and all those people as well uh todd shore uh s clay wilson um rk sloan um there was a, definitely a market and people loved that stuff but it, it just wasn't sort of as mainstream yet and i think it's found it, much more of a footing now uh, thanks to the help of the internet, thanks to publications like those. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time it was still very much like a oh, poo poo kind of thing. Right. <laughs> Whereas um, now I think it, it very much stands on its own and has its own world. Yeah. Um, now, no, now they're like, yeah, their entire like YouTube channels dedicated to it and Instagram community. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's, that's why it's so ironic. And, and I guess well, first of all, where did you go to college? Did you go to college in Illinois or somewhere else? Where did you go? Yeah, I started in, um, I started at a, at a junior college, Joliet Junior College, which okay. was just college near me. Um, and then I, uh, I thought I, my idea was I was going to move on to the Art Institute of Chicago. That never happened. Okay. Uh, I moving down to uh, Bloomington, Illinois and going to uh, ISU, Illinois State University. Oh. Uh, I finished up my degree there. Um, and both times for, for my associate's degree and my bachelor's degree, um, they're two year degrees. And I ended up taking four or five years for each because I, uh, like both times, I didn't really want to talk to, uh, I didn't really want to deal with guidance counselors. So, you know, three years would go by of me taking all these classes and I'd be like, where the fuck's my degree? Right. And they'd be like, well, you didn't take any of the curriculum courses. It. Um, and then I had to spend the next two years doing, uh, these classes that I should have took in the beginning. Um, so that's just school in general. I mean, hell. (laughs) And I think really, even after the, uh, after the associates, I kind of got the idea like this college thing. I think I was smart enough to know at the time that, that there's no way like, 
I don't know how old you are, but uh, like at least for my generation, the, uh, co- going to college oh, had this connotation of almost guaranteeing you a job at some point. Like if you went to college, you like that was the only way you were going to survive in this world. Um, and uh, uh, but it, but even at the point of of just that first, you know, the associates getting out of the junior college, I was like, this is a fucking scam. There is no way all these people can can be getting jobs. Like, right. uh, like I knew that with an art degree, like my main possibility was to teach. And I was like, I don't want to shove more people into this yeah. system. I don't you know, like that. Uh, like I couldn't live with myself thinking that I was doing that. Um, so, uh, so I, but I continued um, kind of like for my parents, I knew they really mm-hmm. wanted me to have a degree. Um, and so I just sort of kept going my uh, I uh, <clears throat> and this feeds into a lot of where I'm at now, too, is like, yeah. I, like I really I was a suicidal kid. Um, I was positive I was not going to make it past 40. Like I never even planned um, making it past 40. So um, the idea that, well, OK, I can do this. And 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 if things go all right after that, that you know, then maybe we'll consider something. But. Um, for the most part, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll waste more time, you know, doing this, this degree thing and making art and see what happens. Well, and to go back on, uh, so after you left college and, uh, I was thinking of this too. So you're taking these classes and everything, but you ended up moving on and doing your own type of style and continuing to do that type of style, yeah. even though they were telling you this will never work. And it's like, well, this is what I do, which I love that. I love that you didn't just like go, okay, well, I'll draw uh, as they called it back then, commercial art, um, instead of graphic design, which is a much better title for it. Uh, anyway. Um, so what, what is your process when you start a project? Like one of your, one of your, uh, prints or drawings or things like that. Um, really just messing around. Um, okay. Putting together, like now the, the collages that I do start out with just, finding references um i do i i'm guessing you can tell i i, uh, I i'm a little crazy about symmetry mm-hmm. um so i just start pushing things together and seeing what happens um uh like a uh, god i'm forgetting the guy's name now but he does a, he does um the guy who wrote the book uh the war of art okay um, i'm not familiar read, okay oh yeah yeah definitely uh check that out okay um but he talks a lot about uh, like this, this, like, just do the work, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the, the whole quote of like inspiration is for amateurs is, um, is so true. So it's like, <laughs> okay, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot different, a lot like you know, my music and almost everything I do, I try to separately like split it into steps in my mind and come up with a kind of conveyor belt system where I know that there's there's parts of every creative process that are going to be sort of boring or not fun. Like it's not all just fucking woo woo. Right. Um, <laughs> so like if I'm not feeling inspired or motivated, I still try to at least do the work. You know, I try to be there and, and do something. I know that I, I know that there are parts that are not going to be totally fun. So on the days when I'm not feeling inspired, those mm-hmm. are the parts I'm going to do. I'm still going to do something but I'm at least going to do that. You know, if it's just looking up reference, if it's just yep. shoving some things together for the hell of it, then that's what I do. Sometimes that continues some, you know, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but a lot of times just starting that process is enough to get the juices flowing, you know, is enough to go, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it, no, right as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, that's what I do. I'll, I have a list of things where it's like, I need to get this done, but it's like, but that's no fun, but it needs to get done and I'll skip it. And then there'll be days where it's just like, uh, I don't know what to do right now. And it's like, fine. And I'll do those things. And I'm happier because of it. I'm glad that I have those things on the back burner that need to get done. And I have to think about them every day. And I put them at the top of my list of things I should do. And then I ignore them. And then that way, when, yeah, when I'm just like, nothing's clicking, that's what I'll work on. And all of a sudden you, it's like, you feel so satisfied even just finishing it, yeah. even though it wasn't as creative. Yeah. It's, you, you set your future self up. For exactly. 
about an easier time, you know? I have that conversation with myself all the time, and it, it goes one of two ways. It's just like, you know, I'll do something, and it's like, but this is only a temporary fix. But that's future Tom's problem, and I fucking hate that yeah. guy. <laughs> right. Or it'll be the other way where I'll set it up, and I'll be like, one of those boring days where I'm like, Oh, that's a quick fix, but I should really figure out how to do it this way. And then I'll set it up and I did it and I won't think about it. And then the situation, the scenario that I set up will happen and I'll be like, oh, I already did that. And it's like, thank you, past Tom. You know, you were nice that day. Anyway, so that's me having a conversation about parallel universes that I exist in. Um, (laughs) But I get that. I, I, yeah, when you were saying that, I totally understand and actually can relate very much with what you're talking about. Um, and, and especially with the inspiration, because if I did that, I'd never write a song when I right? did this stuff, you know, it's, so I sit down or I'll, I'll bank something for later. I'll hear something and go, Ooh, that's a neat idea. I'll have to remember that for later. Like if I hear a snippet of something from another song, but I'm driving in a car, I'm, I'm of course not going to yeah. pull over and like start working on the song right there, but I'll have to remember that later. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I do want to ask about your collage, um, because that's something while, uh, it's, it's something that I'm trying to get more into because I have a lot of scrap paper that I, it's one of those things kind of like where you go, I'm going to save that because I'm going to use it for something someday. Well, you know what? I've been saving it and I haven't been doing the using part. So, uh, uh, how do you find the stuff that you use and what's, you know, like, how are you making collage? God, I find everything. I mean, from the beginning when I was, when I was painting, um, I was scouring books, uh, like, you know, go to the library, dig different books. Um, if I'd go to garage sales uh, and they had like, uh, you know, collections of magazines. Wait, were you ripping up books from the library? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, I'd photocopy. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, but I would cut up plenty of magazines. Oh yeah. Yeah. Heck with those things. Yeah. Nature magazine or the Smithsonian, um, had tons of those, um, and, you know, cut those up. And, and, um, what it started was, was just to do my paintings. Um, what I was doing was sort of half-ass collaging things anyway, and then using those as a reference to draw or paint from, um, when I started tattooing, um, that I was still kind of doing that same sort of process, okay. uh, but just like cleaning things up with, when I finally did the final drawing or did the tattoo. Um, but uh, once I started working with a computer, um, I just started, I started thinking like, why don't I clean these up better? You know, like, why, like, instead of, instead of leaving it looking kind of raw, like it's just two pictures crammed together. Why don't I actually make it try to look like, like it works together? That's how it was. And, and, and I just got better as it, as I, as I kept going. So are your collages digital? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. That's something I've toyed with too. And for some reason to me, I, that I, that's even worse for me. I can't make it look right. I I've tried that. I've been like, Oh, you know, cause since I have these, my real problem, and I think I talked about this on a previous podcast, my real problem is I collect the pages, but I'm also a collector so cutting uh-huh. up the pages is really difficult for me. <laughs> I can't bring myself to destroying the page. I don't know why. It's already the reason I collect it is because that like whatever book it came in is like falling apart or has scribbles all over it or something like that, you know, but I can't cut it up. So it's hard. So I'm like, I know I'll scan it and do it digitally. And I did that. And it's like, well, this just looks like I don't know how to use Photoshop, you know? <laughs> so, OK, you're making it digitally. I like that. OK, so it is possible. I might play. Like like a hoarder episode. Okay. Um, if if I did that, and, and eventually I just got sick of having thousands of magazines all over, and I knew I could store that all digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's also one of the big reasons I don't paint anymore because I got I like to work large scale, uh, and I got sick of not selling paintings and having a million paintings with me that I drug around every time I had to move. Okay. Now I have to think about. Hey, you know, well, uh, where am I going to put these paintings? You know that, um, you know, either I got to hang them, they get messed up in the move, and then I feel like shit. Um, I, I've got to think about okay, now I've got to have a place in this new place that I'm moving to that I can store all these paintings, um, and that basically that usually becomes your workroom. Yeah. So now you're 
working in a like a space that gets smaller and smaller every time you work and you're surrounded more and more by stuff that in it no matter how good you've done on it if it's not selling you're in part of your mind that's a failure mm -hmm. so i'm thinking now i'm surrounded by more and more failures or or pieces that i haven't finished um th that i'm just constantly looking at um and worried about and feeling like these are my kids and you, you <laughs> right not getting them out of the house. I'm not hanging them at anybody's place. And Go out there and get some work. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. oh, yeah. I had to condense things somehow. Um, and uh, I, 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 there's been plenty of times I've left houses and just left uh, like a, several years of artwork. Oh, there. really? Like, yeah. I just uh, And then I know that the, whoever moves in next is like, what the fuck? Exactly. Um, yeah. But uh I, I I don't want to carry them around. I, like I said, I've, I, I've at some point it's like that's the section of my life, and I need to move on from that. Okay. Um, and, and so these these uh, collages are they what you sell in your Etsy shop? Uh yeah, some I do. Uh, I actually I want to get more into there. That's sort of one of my goals this year is to start uh, getting them made more to a degree. I. I've only been making them once they get accepted into a show, sort of print on demand. Oh, okay. I uh, I had a show. Uh, yeah, you were like just in Detroit recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got a piece into the Dirty Show. Um, I got the first. I want to say that I don't know if it was the first year they had it, uh, but uh, like the first year, I got three pieces into there, and for some reason in my head, I was like, "This is a dinky little show. Why, you know, I wasn't going to try too hard to get in every year after that." Um, but this year I, I wanted to get one in and I got one in and, okay. and I went, I finally went and it was a massive, un, ungodly massive show. Um, yeah, it looked like it. <laughs> so I definitely will continue to try, uh, getting pieces into there. Okay. And you, so you just submitted to go into it. Uh, you just sent some things off and submitted. Okay. And, and so did you meet some interesting people there? Like, what was it like? No. Um, that's, uh, people were asking me yesterday, how was the show? And I, and I was trying to tell them like, uh, like, uh, it was, there was, there's some good things and, and there was some, I don't want to say bad things, but it was a little bit in a, in a way it was disappointing and I may have just picked the wrong night. Um, but a, I, uh, you know, I was, I was happy to be there. I was happy to experience it. Yeah. I was happy to see my stuff seen by so many people and, 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 you know, watch people get to talk about it. Um, I was happy to be amongst so many other amazing artists. Um, but at the same time, when you're in a gallery, um, when I was younger, I got to show in, in galleries. And and the part of the cool thing about galleries, at least to me, was um, the full experience of, of being there where you meet the gallery owner, you get to meet the other artists, you get to meet, you know, just people who like to come and, and see the art and you get to talk to them. You get to network with other artists um, that might those things actually may mean a lot to me and kind of fulfill me in a way. Um, then there's the small right. things, you know, uh, um, sometimes, uh, you know, the artsy people have um, different cool things. So there'll be, you know, some galleries will have, you know, weird hors d'oeuvres you've never tried. or, or <laughs> That is not where I thought you were going. <laughs> those are good. I love that shit. You know, I, right. the fact that I went to one, you know, like for some reason it sticks out of my head going to one show and, and trying a blue cheese that was like, oh my God, I've never thought blue cheese could be like that. Um, but that type of little shit, right. you know, that's not well, there. And that really is what it is. And that's, it. it's funny because there's the pretentiousness angle that comes with, you know, the stereotype of it. But at the same time, when you're there, especially if you're just accepting it or you're in, you know, it's, it's new, but you want it to be new. That sort of thing is is excitement. It's, it's challenging. It's, uh, tr it, I mean the trying new things, it works with anything, but like, that's the, that's the weird stereotype, like trying the blue cheese. Like it's just an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah, it is. And it's an hors d'oeuvre. Nobody else would serve. Cause they'd be like, why are you serving me blue cheese? You're, but at this thing, it's like, well, I'm here, I'm trying new things. I'm, I'm putting myself out there. I'm exposing my work to the world. Why not try new things? Why not have experience? Yeah, it's 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 hard to explain. But when you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, it can be really exciting. It can also be very intimidating. <laughs> it's this buffet of like healthy novelty. Yeah, um, 
and I, I can't help but think that that's, uh, that's good for us all in some way. Yeah. And when did you start putting your work out publicly? Um, pretty early. I want to okay. say in like 94, 95, I, I was able to get. Some okay. Stuff so you were, you were okay with it right away. I yeah, suppose you went that, to school. Okay. <laughs> then there was a huge gap where I didn't do anything. Um, and then, uh, maybe, uh, 2014, 15, I started to show around again, um, and got some stuff into some places. And then I got a solo show at, um, the erotic museum in Las Vegas. Um, you did, how did you do that? Just sent stuff in. I see for artists. And, and I I was, I was unaware that there even was a neurotic museum. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense, but once you say it, it's like, Oh, if it was going to be anywhere, it'd be Las Vegas. But yeah, it's, I had no idea. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, I, yeah, I just sent off my portfolio along, you know, all the stuff that they asked for and, and they accepted it. Um, and actually, I've lost all the work from there. How um, come? Um, well, at the time, I just wasn't doing well. So it's like I had made it out there. I barely got all the stuff made for the show. Uh-huh. And then it was like, I think they even let it hang a month longer than it was supposed to. Uh-huh. Um because they didn't have anybody else after me. And then I just couldn't, I, I couldn't afford to have everything shipped back to me. Um, and uh, I, I somehow, I, I think of one of the artists I worked at with at a shop that I was at, um, he, he had some relatives in Las Vegas who I contacted and they were, they said they'd go pick it up for me. And then they sort of blew me off um, huh. and I was able to get a hold of them. And I kept trying to like, Hey, you know, uh, let me know uh, what you want me to do. I'm happy to pay you for picking those up and pay you for shipping it People back. People are so weird. Yeah. That, that became like a big deal. And, uh, eventually I, I, I gave up. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Uh, so, I mean, there's, um, if I ever become famous and as, at some point or another, there's somebody who'll be able to come out with like, 10 pieces. <laughs> right. I've, I've heard you say a couple of times now when you've talked about having a show, you're like, so I had, I barely finished the artwork for the show. Do you always make new artwork for a gallery showing? Like you submit your work, but then you make new stuff for it. Is that your process? What I'm doing it, like I said, it's almost print on demand. Okay. So if it's not somewhere like, like I was talking about before, that's one of my biggest things was I hated having work done and then nowhere to show it. So now I, I get it done digitally and, and, that's what I'm sending out. Those are, that's what I'm sending to places. But are you specifically creating it for each show or are you saying you need to get, you are okay. Now, what, why do you do that? Why? I I guess I don't know many people that do that, or maybe I'm just unaware that people do that, but that just seems like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to create. (laughs) I mean, you submit for a show knowing that you might get it, but then when you get it, you're like, well, I guess I better start making work for it. You know, that's, that seems crazy to me. Like I've already got the piece. All I've got to do is have it printed basically. Oh, okay. So you're saying making the physical work. Correct. Correct. Okay. I thought you were saying like you had no body of work to put in the show. You would submit for a show and then you're like, okay, time to make something. But you're saying physically. Okay. That was where I was misunderstanding. Okay. That's not, that's not as crazy. That makes more (laughs) sense. It's still a bit of a runaround. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> but it, it goes back to what you were saying is like, otherwise you got it sitting around plus print on demand. That's what it's for. And that goes back to the Etsy shop. I'm assuming your Etsy shop is a print on demand shop or are you actually selling physical things? Um, most of it is print on demand. Okay. Uh, the- Who are you using for your print on demand service? Printful. You are using Printful. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've, I've I- messed with Printify and Printful and I'm kind of, I can't decide between the two. Printful only does my shirts. Okay. Um, any of the other stuff I, I, there's just rants like local printers I use. And uh, I, I want to say there's a few other businesses online that I've used, but nobody that I've locked onto and been like ecstatic about to lock onto yet. Okay. Uh, but so like, I've, I've got some printed canvases and, and some other things that I've, um, that you do are, those locally. Correct. Okay. Correct. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I was curious. Cause you can through printful and all that do the posters, but yeah, you never know what's going out there in the world. With a shirt, it's like it's a strict process, I suppose, or the same process. But yeah, with the, I, I guess I don't know how they do the prints, but you'd be able to see the prints. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm having a little discussion with myself in my head as I'm thinking about print on demand. <laughs> so how long have you had the Etsy shop up? Three, four years, maybe now. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. And I saw, uh, I just wanted to mention, I was looking at your Etsy shop and I saw one of the comments, you know, cause people comment on like, Oh, I love this and all that kind of stuff. Like they do in an Etsy shop. One of yours is I love this so much. It's in the horse's barn or something like yeah. that. Like there's somebody wrote that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> that just, that cracked me up. <laughs> I don't know why it's just looking at that painting and they're like, this would be perfect by my horse. Um, yeah. Correct that one because it's dancing horses. It's it's like ballerinas with horses' heads. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm glad that it's got a home. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm too. I just loved. I wasn't expecting. Like I didn't even know the work. I just saw the quote when I was looking <laughs> at it. I I didn't even know what the painting was. It was just like that's just so what somebody said. I didn't know what it was. Um, so. It, it, now, doing this over the years, uh, what are the, some some of the things that you've learned from doing these shows and galleries and things like that? Is there anything that you learned where it's like from experience, like something where you're like, well, I'm never going to do that again. Or like, I'm glad that happened because now I know. Is there anything like that that stands out in your head? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think uh, when I first started trying to show, um, I, I, I would just send stuff off to every every opening that I, that I could make a deadline, mm-hmm. uh, make that fine. Whereas now I, I really vet the galleries a, gr- a great deal more. I make sure that the gallery sh- is, has shown work that, that I may be in the vein of, um, that, 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 you know, I, 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 if, if that makes sense, I like, uh, like I'm not going to send stuff off to a gallery. When I look at that gallery, it's all, it's all abstract work. Right. Uh, I'm not going to send stuff off to a gallery that's like primarily family focused. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, or I'm, you know, I don't often send stuff to like a library or, or um, I, I'm looking for sort of niche places where I feel like I will be able to have some sort of like I could create a relationship with the, that gallery where right. I may be able to create a relationship with artists that show at that gallery. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Have you ever, is there, I, I, in my head, when you were talking about finding galleries, I was thinking about, uh, for some reason, some weird connection between other tattoo shops. Like, do they share each other's work? Are there tattoo shops where, like, they put up work? Well, I suppose maybe they just put up the tattoo artwork. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there, there are uh, sh- um, shops that, that have, like, a gallery within their shop. Yeah. Or regularly do like shows for their for that gallery yeah one of the Um, artists that i talked to on this podcast actually opened up a tattoo shop and was specifically turning it into a gallery um so that's why i was curious like how many other tattoo shops do that i don't know okay all right so you yeah i was just thinking of that while you were talking uh about like well couldn't you share it with other tattoo shops but if they don't show artwork then how are you going to share it with them yeah 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 and (laughs) and some of some of them don't uh some of them sort of work locally, like mm-hmm. just with in the network of people that they know already. Um, there's very few tattoo tattoo shop galleries or, or that um, I want to say advertise, but that uh, I don't know for whatever reason they don't seem to participate in the same way with with uh, uh, with. Um, businesses or or you know uh, online hubs mm-hmm. of, that will put out open calls or 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 calls for art right um, so it, it's you it, as far as i can tell so far with most of the tattoo galleries um it's it's like within the people you have to know or they have to know you to ask you for art okay uh, as opposed to just putting out this sort of random like hey if you're a tattooist and you have right. art send us um Okay. And one of the ways that you've been putting your stuff out there too, and this is actually how we started talking was uh, you have a website that you're running. And I was just asking the email list randomly. I'm like, Hey, is there any questions? You know, cause I, I'm a web developer and I'm always just like, you know, I always run into people who are like, I have a problem (laughs) with my website or something like that, but it's hard to, so I just kind of put a question out there saying like, Hey, is are, do you have any technical questions you'd like to know? Because I'm like, maybe I can help. And you had said not really, but you were you have a website, and you're kind of like I'm looking to do more with it. And it's, it's so tell me about your website. 
the website, you know, I think I, I take a super minimalist approach and I don't, and I'm guessing most business people would tell me I'm doing this wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want it there for when people want to look at it. Yeah. Um, like the, the search engine optimization thing, if I'm correct, is to like, so when people do a search for whatever, they're going to find you more often. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that I want random yahoos just finding me because they looked up tattooists in my area or right. art, you know like i want them to specifically be looking for me i want something for the people who already know and are looking for me specifically yeah uh find me i know i'm not the only actually i'm not the only christian burnell who makes music and art um i know i when i actually when we started talking i was like oh i should look up his website and i did the search first rather than just go by like looking for your email address and name and there is another one, and I believe he's even kind of in the same area as you. Really? No. Yeah, I didn't really... he's in Illinois. So, really? but and and the funny thing is, is his website is a like here's five things about tattooing, or here's five, you know, the ten most popular. Like he's doing actual listicle type articles about just like. So I was like. Is this because I was just like, because you're doing like search engine op- optimization, if this is the guy. But then when I saw we were connected on Instagram, I was like, oh, no, this is a different guy. <laughs> but you do more of a blog format. And I kind of like that. And that is how people will find you for you. I'll well, say yeah. that. I've been lazy on that. Uh, that's sort of. Uh, well, <laughs> it's hard. Like Blogging is, I mean, once you do it, it's like, okay, good. I'm not going to do that again for like a month. <laughs> right. Is typing out. Yeah. So, but how long have you been running the website? Um, I want to say two, three years now, at least. Um, yeah, maybe three years. Um, those first two years were kind of, <laughs> I was even more lazy about it. Um, yeah, but you were doing it. It's more, that's right. more proactive than most. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I'm guessing you've seen it there. I mean, there's literally three pages. So, so, I mean, there's not much there, uh, but the, but I try to have the art there yeah. and links to, to, to music and, and my other stuff. I, I, I do think I should tweak it out to, to, uh, uh, yeah, I think we all know that like not people aren't as bright as, as, as we would all like them to be. So sometimes I, uh, <laughs> I feel like I need to make it a little bit more, maybe, uh, maybe the terms user friendly. Right. Uh, yeah, and I get what you mean. It's like while you're working on the on the site, you know where everything is. Yeah. But yeah. when people come to the site, it's like, am I supposed to click this? Am I? Yeah. It's the, no. There's an entire field <laughs> dedicated to that particular concept in the in the tech world for sure. Um, but but I yeah. As far as putting the stuff out there, I was able to find your music, which I was fascinated by. I was like, oh my god, he makes music too. That's amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, your t-shirt store. It, it, it's so those those links that you have at the bottom for your social stuff, very, very helpful. And then the blog thing. Now I liked that and your artwork. It was all there. I was able to see it. That was, I mean, that was great. So what are some of the things like as someone who's using it and saying like, you're trying to get better at it? Like, what are some things as you're doing it? You're like, you know, I wish this part could be easier or why doesn't it do this? Like, are there just theoretically, like, are there things where you're just like, if it would only do this, that would be so much easier. Um, I, I, uh, this year I want to be able to, uh, to have some videos on there. I need to finish some videos that I've started for my music and I, and I'd like oh, yeah. to have that there or, or a link to a YouTube channel. Um, and, and something, uh, somehow I, I feel like those, the links, I, I think on, uh, on the mobile version, it's a little bit easier because they're down at the bottom. Right. Whereas on the laptop or, 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 or you know, tower or whatever your home version, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure that people get that the the buttons on the side there are something that you can actually click on that will take you somewhere. Okay. Uh, I'd also like I like I wanted to add some stuff for tattooing. When I get a uh, when I get people who do contact me through there about tattooing, um, it, it's usually this very sort of generalized. Uh, I don't. I, I think I can optimize that in some way. Okay. Um, a form there that where i can actually you know they can sort of fill out um, oh yeah find out more what i want to work on um whereas before i was like you know anybody get a hold of me now i i'm i'm trying wanting to be a bit more specific about the clients that i attract and who i'm going to work with so in in a way um another 
tattoo artist that that I know, you know, kind of has has this form where people go through and the way he describes it is it's like their application to work with me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I really like that idea. Um, and you uh, use a, you use WordPress for your site. I, I right. saw too. So uh, and I believe that. Yeah, there are there are definitely things to achieve that in WordPress. So there, there are definitely ways that you could do that. And that's, yeah, no, that's, I definitely think that's a good idea. I like it. Okay. And what about, uh, what about your music? I want to know about, uh, I want to ask you a little about, bit about the music. So are you doing this yourself? Do you have a band? Uh, yeah, it's all me. It's all you. Uh, okay. Well, I guess I shouldn't say it's all me. Sometimes I, uh, I hire out other musicians to, to do parts for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's mostly me. Um, I'm a, mainly a bassist. Uh, I do play guitar. Uh, I can uh, <laughs> I can play some basic drums and, and keys. I can sort of fiddle around with just about anything I get right. my hands. Um, but uh, if there's, uh, I think I actually did. I pulled off a solo on one song that I didn't think I'd be able to um, on a guitar solo. Um, but like, there's a sax solo on one song. There's a keyboard solo on an, uh, on there and. Uh, that I had to hire people out for. Um, oh, you couldn't just do a sax solo off the, yeah. out of nowhere. Come on. <laughs> oh, no, I, I enjoyed it. I was, I was happy to see that you were also a musician and it was, I, I was, that was, that was a nice, that was a nice surprise. I enjoyed that. Music's really my, like, that's my, I feel silly saying <laughs> <laughs> that is my main drive like that no i'm the same way i'm exactly that it's like i do all this other stuff but truthfully the thing i've been doing consistently for ever has been music but for some reason <laughs> i keep doing these other things but that's really where my creativity comes in i do that more huh yeah. if i had to sit down and be creative i would make music i love tattooing um absolutely but but uh, but i can't get away from the fact that it was you know i uh, that was a way to, like I said, monetize my talent because oh, I yeah. knew, I knew I had to make money. Uh, and I knew that, um, w working with other creative individuals and being in an environment that I was actually happy with, um, would help me be more creative as opposed to, you know, when I like once I, when I was going through college and when I got out of college, I was sort of stuck painting houses and, and mm. being a paint contractor and I was miserable. Um, so, I mean, coming home and, and actually wanting to work on, on something, no matter how much I wanted to, wasn't always, uh, you know, optimal, right. uh, especially if you feel like shit or, or, you know, you're hating life or you're <laughs> sore and, uh, just, uh, just, um, you know, whatever, you know, there's a million reasons you could be like, no, you know, um, whereas, uh, yeah, I do spend a lot of time tattooing and, and it does take up more time, but, I feel, uh, I mean, I finally started putting music out, mm -hmm. um, and, and the flow goes a little bit better, um, being happier with myself. Nice. No, that's really cool. I'm glad I'm, I was, I was, that was a great surprise to find out that you were also a musician. Now, uh, another thing I want to ask is, uh, do you have any future things coming out or any, uh, sort of projects or shows that you're going to be doing, uh, that you want to tell people about? No, I wish I did. Um, okay. I, I, I've got some things out there, uh, you know, I'm waiting for some different shows to tell me whether or not I'm going to get into them. Um, planning on releasing a lot more music this year, uh, planning on releasing some, you know, I've got a lot of goals for this year. This right. is a big, um, or at least I feel like it's a big year. I, I want to say I've come to this spot in my, um, like I touched on before that I was like suicidal as a kid and uh, I didn't think I was going to make it past 40. I'm going to turn 50 this year. Oh, that's great. Um, so by the time I did reach 40 and I was tattooing, I had started tattooing at 38. I, 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 I at 34 was when I was super miserable and like, uh, finally said, okay, now I've, you know, I've, I've, I had made it through school and I was like, finally, I've got to, if I'm going to do this tattoo thing, I've got to do it now because, uh, that's, I feel like that's going to actually make me happier in all the ways that I've already sort of outlined. And um, I sort of made this deal with myself that, all right, I'm going to do the things I need to do to, to get into a tattoo shop, to get an apprenticeship. And if I, uh, I was 34. So I was like, if I can't, if I don't do that by 40, then I'll, then I'll go ahead and, you know, 
end it. Um, and uh, by the time I was 38, um, and I finally got into somewhere. And um, then I want to say, like, the next decade was kind of weird because I had never planned beyond 40. I never dreamt of making it past 40. And, and even when I said, you know, okay, by 40, I'll do this, um, that was like a, I thought it was impossible. I didn't think anybody would take on somebody at my age as an apprentice. Um, but I did tell myself that I had to try everything possible or otherwise I knew it when it came down to it, I would talk myself out of it because I hadn't tried everything. Right. So I tried everything and yeah, eventually I got in and then I was in this sort of limbo where I was just, uh, still living, uh, like the, with the same attitude and, and same sort of very pessimistic and negative outlook on life. And, um, just being, uh, my family is very much a family that, you know, like, like any family has some, you know, skeletons in our closet, but we've always been like, been able to laugh about those things. We're very much one of those families that has that, you know, we can tell people a story where we totally laugh our balls off and mm -hmm. they're like, Oh my God, that's like, that's fucking trauma. Right. Um, so uh, that's the best part of where, you know, comedy came from was being able to laugh at these horrible things. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I want to say as much as like four months ago, I, I was just like, I knew I couldn't live like that any longer. If I'm going to continue to do this life thing, yeah. I couldn't keep this uh, this negative outlook. And, and I got, you know, I was sick of like, I've got two or three friends that were all we do is share inappropriate memes. And like half of those are like memes about how much, you know, how funny it is that we actually want to die, but we, you know, but, but we're able to laugh about it. Or, uh -huh. And I just, I'm just at a point where I, I don't find it funny anymore. I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with being negative. I'm not happy with, uh, with life, uh, you know, with, with that, having that outlook. So, so I, I planned on changing a lot of things this year. I'm changing my outlook. I'm trying to change mindsets. A big thing I've yeah. been doing, like working with life coach type people. And, um, uh, um, yeah, so I do have a lot of plans. Um, no, I'm glad. And, and I'm, I'm glad that that's, that's a realization that you had. And also I'm glad that you got the tattoo job. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that a lot of things happened. So I'm, I'm, and I'm happy to hear that you're, you're accepting and, and trying to grow from that. And I think that that's a good thing. And I'm, it's, 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 it's nice to hear you say that. I'm glad that this is, I'm glad we were able to talk today. <laughs> I was, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed meeting you very much. And uh, we have a, very, a lot of similarities in a lot of things that I noticed as we were talking. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's, I was, I was happy to discover your work. Thank you. <laughs> and also, so other people could discover your work. Where should they go check it out? Where would you suggest people go to see more about you and hear more Mainly about you? Check out my website. It's got all my links. Um, the Christian Burnell, T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-B-E-R-N-A-L.com. Um, um, and uh, and also at Instagram, I put up plenty of stuff. It's also The Christian Burnell. Yeah. Um, Did you do The because Christian Burnell was taken or The Christian Burnell is just because for I, me, I, it's always taken. So I have to put the in front of everything when I really? try to do something like that. Yeah. I have, well, I have a couple of websites where I'm like, that's a great website name. And then somebody has it. So I have to do the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. I think that was pretty much the thing. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I thought my name was unique in some way. And uh, the internet, you know, really puts the kibosh on that. Once <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. It really was great to meet you. Thanks for talking to me, Tom. Thank you.